Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So come back in from Homer Simpson, mate. Okay, cool. Oh, for fuck's sake. Willkommen der Luke and Pete Show. Come on so bitter and listened to the Luke and Pete Show. How are you, Luke Moore? Bloody well, thanks, Peter. How are you, sir? I'm good. Um, that noise you heard before the show started was me getting nude. Yeah, we were having a discussion. Um, let's let's not sugarcoat this, Peter. Okay. We were having a discussion about testicles. We were. And off air. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had to go out of the studio to go and let our, our colleague Sam in the office. Mm-hmm. And when I came back in, I sat down in my, in my chair, looked around for my headphones, looked up, and Pete Donaldson had taken the 15 seconds it took me to get Sam in to get completely Billy Bollocks naked. Sitting it was on... what I would say, <clears throat> it was distressing for me to see it, uh, but to smell it. <laughs> the execution of the, of the stunt was. It would be up there with it was fathers for justice. One of my exactly the sort of thing fathers for justice would do as it well. It was so. one of my better ones, and the thing that really made me um, howl with, with uh, giggles uh, was that you were in the room, you were in the studio for a full ten seconds before you noticed. Yeah, you'd done a full lap. You hadn't looked at me. And that upsets me, because you clearly don't look into my eyes. Don't you know? be upset, because that's <laughs> that a good example of how self-obsessed I really am. I don't know that's what anyone else is doing. Because before the show, we were talking about um, a recent appearance by a Fathers for Justice man. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, and he did something not really similar. He had he basically, it was a man on Good Morning Britain with Kate Garraway. Garraway? Garraway. 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 Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically, he was talking about how Father's Day should be abolished because some fathers can't see their kids. Obviously, a very difficult and emotionally uh, pressing situation. Uh, but he chose to um, basically not make that point so much as whinge at the fact he was put in a worse green room than everyone else. Yeah. For obvious reasons, which, yeah. you know, we come into later on because he, he says, right, I'm going to get my balls out. Yeah, and everyone goes, "Oh no!" And they tr- do they they close in on a shot so you can't see him. Uh, and he pulls out these two little ping pong balls covered in um, some kind of wool uh, and throws them on the t- table and goes, "They're my balls." Yeah, um, it was it, it was, was a confusing a, protest, a, as as yeah. many of them are. A confusing stunt. A I would confusing say. stunt. Yeah. I'm going to get my balls out now. And it is a legitimate issue, right? It's the, yeah, the, of the, it is. the idea being that um, you know the courts hugely, for my, my limited knowledge of it, the courts hugely favour 
um, the mother and all that other stuff. From, it's, from it's sure, got, a lot of legitimate it's reasons. Got, it's got a lot. Of, it's got a lot better, and it's one of the reasons why uh, I've never met my half brother. As, as, oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, but nope. as the as the father of many um, children, Peter, <laughs> um, you, you they they want me to they oh. want to see me. I'm fun. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fun and naked. Yeah, and those two things often do go hand in hand. Mm. I am. Um, I had something to bring to the table today, oh. uh, um, which is obviously unlike me, but. Um, you know, a while back, so that, that theme tune you heard at the start, at the start of the show is Doc Brown's um, tune, I Got This. Uh, you can check out his record, Stemmer. I've seen Ben for ages. I know, I haven't either. I miss him. But you know, we had a debate about what, um, what he's actually saying. And we were talking oh, about, right. I got this. Da, da. Yeah. Right, so I went back and listened to the song again to remind myself. Right. And he's saying, I got this from here. Oh, I got this from here. Yeah. Like he's As saying, he's saying, leave it to me, I've got it from here. Oh, I thought he's in like a news agent. <laughs> And and the woman's not sure whether to charge you for a bottle of water that you brought in yourself. No, I got this. I got this. I, from no, here. I got this from here. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be that. It'd be that I got this from I got there. This, I got this Volvic summer fruit from here. I always get that's a really that's a really good um, British uh, anxiety. Thread. Yeah, it's, it's a re- I get like that. Yeah. So if I, if I even though I'm now 37 years old, mm. if we go, my wife and I are out walking around or doing something, and I've bought a bottle of water, and, and then you, we have to go yeah. to another shop, it always crosses my mind. I've, I always, um, I almost, almost sort of wave it at the security guard. Got, I brought this in. Yeah. Brought this in I, like he gives a toss. Yeah, I'm always yeah, security guards alone don't care. No, I, I um I'm always fast forwarding in my mind to a situation where I'm sat in a CCTV room going, look, I told you, I told, <laughs> look, you can see me walk in with it. I kind of want that moment yeah. though, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Might, I've, I see a lot of shoplifting in uh, central London. Um, uh, just uh, you know, people down there look just you know getting a bottle of Lambrini and legging out of the store. It's actually quite thrilling to watch. Like, oh. Oh, crime! There was, Crime's happening! There's regularly a... Um, I live in an area of London called West Nord, which is n- nice, but I think it used to be quite a bit rougher than it is now. Right. And um, you, you still occasionally get people behaving in a, in a weird way. Mm. Uh, or, or, or basically, I'm going to use the word criminals. And, uh, and, criminals? Uh, people behaving in a weird way. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's security guards and all the super, little mini supermarkets. So sometimes you do see a good old dust-up. I actually <laughs> almost saw a dust-up on the tube yesterday. All right. I don't know how it happened. But um, an older guy was having a proper row with a younger guy. Mm. And you know how I know it was a proper um, thing and not joking around? Because pretty much everyone in that part of the carriage got up and walked, like, legged it. <laughs> and they properly got, like, it was like some sort of incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the thing that got, brought my attention to it was people coming past me in mm. the middle of a, in a tunnel, not at a station. That's how that fake terrorist attack um, happened. Remember that one in... Um... Not Phoenix, God. Uh, oh, in, um, store in, in Selfridges. Circus. Yeah, in Selfridges, and uh, what's his name got involved? He got, uh, he, he was tweeting saying, that "Oh, Oli Mers." Oli Mers just, yeah. uh, you know, he got a bit carried away. Didn't he, he got a bit him? carried away. And I don't then, mind Oli Mers, but then he, uh, no, I good don't entertainer, either. good entertainer, old-fashioned entertainer. entertainer, great footballer. He, uh, he, uh, and they doubled down and said, "Well, you know, it might have been covered up." Yeah, yeah, Oli, come on, yeah, come on, mate, <laughs> come on now, mate. Yeah, come on, um, don't be silly. Recently on the Luke and Pete show, Peter, let's give people a little quick update. Um, this is episode 73, of course, and you are very welcome to get in touch with the show and, and contribute what we would say. And we're not, this is not false modesty. We are probably, we, we, we definitely believe this. The best content comes from the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, we even use words like content. That's how podcasty yeah. we are. But the best, the best information, the best stuff comes from listeners. So hello at lukeandpeteshow.com to get in touch. Talk to us about anything you want. Get it off your chest. And here's some examples of stuff we've talked about recently. If you're new to the show, um, Pete, 
went on a bit of a rant last time around about compressed air conspiracy theories. Mm. The great compressed air v jet fuel debate. <laughs> one of the one of the great debates of our time. You know, um, Disney rides gone wrong. That's a lawsuit. Oh, that was dread- There um, were some dreadful stories. A boy wet himself on stage at school. Better story. Yeah, and uh, lots of intellectual property theft. That's been going on for ages. That on the show, isn't that? <laughs> Yeah, people I love, a bit, love a bit of IP, uh, IP yeah. stuff. People ripping off uh, their favourite songs, poems, films, TV shows um, to get a variety of grades in <laughs> English exams. So that's the sort of stuff we like. Peter, um, apart from your new role as press officer for Fathers for Justice, mm. what's been floating your boat recently? I actually quite enjoyed, because uh, we talked about politics a little bit last week, I actually quite enjoyed uh, Is My Captain Playing on uh, Twitter. He sent me... Uh, a um, uh, you know I, I have a strong feeling about um, people who fetishise food and drink and stuff like that yeah. uh, and Anthony Bourdain uh, who obviously um, passed away and we spoke about uh, him last week um, he sent a beautiful um, a, a beautiful like description of why Anthony, Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain doesn't like pubs or bars where people just go to you know just look at their bottles and <laughs> you know, drink their coffee read it, and stuff read like it, that read it you want to read, read it, it? Oh, read it because okay. I've, I've read it as well and I've got a few comments to make on it okay um, so the in an interview he's basically saying I read somewhere that based on some drinking on the show you were getting flamed online by beer snobs does that happen often Bourdain said a lot I would say that the uh, angriest critiques I get from people about shows are when I'm drinking uh, whatever convenient cold beer is available in a particular place and not drinking the best beer out there. You know, I haven't made the effort to walk down the street 10 blocks to the microbrewery uh, where they're making some Mumford & Sons IPA. People get bent about it, but look, I, I like cold beer. I like to have a good time. I don't like to talk about beer. I don't like to talk about wine. I, I like to drink beer. If you bring, bring me a really good one, a good craft beer, I will enjoy it and say so, but I'm not going to analyse it. Um, and he's just basically talking about his experience in San Francisco. He's desperate for a beer. <laughs> he walked into a place and he thought it was like an old bar as he sat down he looked up and he noticed that there was a wide selection of beers he'd never heard of which is fine okay I, I'm, I'm in sort of brew, some sort of brew pub what's good uh, I looked around the entire place was filled with people sitting there with five small glasses in front of them filled with different beers taking notes <clears throat> this is not a bar this is a fucking invasion of the body snatchers this is wrong this is not what a bar is about a bar is to go to get a little bit buzzed pleasantly uh, derange the senses and have a good time and interact with other people or make bad decisions or feel bad about your life it's not to sit there and fucking analyse beer it's uh, antithetical uh, which I, I think sums up way better How than I would ever would you know I, I, yeah. I love I love beer I love craft beer I like, I like drinking craft beer um, I'm, I've I've recently turned to an IPA man because to be quite frank I can't keep drinking fizzy lager it, no. it upsets my stomach <laughs> I, th- I um, think I do understand it's, a, it's, a quite, it's quite a nice pithy sort of quote from Bourdain and it's interesting and, and he obviously is that, that almost like that anti that anti guy if you know what I mean that sort of um, what would you call iconoclastic type mm. type way of living your life with food I, I would I would say look just let people have a good time I feel like I, I like a different beer. I like to try different beers and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel the need to sort of write notes about it or put, write a blog about it or tell other people what they should be doing. And I think that's where the line's got to be drawn. <laughs> but if, if, you, if you say to me, what are you having? And I say, oh, I'd quite like to try that beer there. That's um, fine. I have no problem with that. But when we sit down and I want to tell you about the beer, the problem is, Donaldson, is you don't want to hear it. You don't want to listen. <laughs> You know, that's just all what science That's else. very much between me and you. Yeah. And what I want to hear coming out of your mouth. And our internet service providers. <laughs> um, but yeah, God rest him, Anthony Bourdain. Um, yeah. I, I, would, you, would you argue that he is essentially doing with food, or he was doing with food, though, what he's talking about people doing with drink there? What do you mean? I say- well, so he, he doesn't, presumably that attitude he's got towards beer and wine there, but particularly beer, he 
has he does that with food but not? wasn't that what but isn't that why he was interesting though because he didn't he didn't right. sort of like uh, he didn't talk uh, about uh, ingredients he traveled to a place and he, and he and he and he spoke to people there and half the show wasn't even about the booze about the, the the booze or the food it was just about uh, meeting the people and stuff. Oh, it's, it, it, it's incredible. Um, but it didn't go much further than that, really. He didn't sort of go round and get all. Really taste them. So a bit like a. Ri- I think. I think. I don't know enough about him, and this might be a terrible comparison. But I made it last week, and no one pulled me up on it. So I'll make it again. Perhaps like a bit of an American Rick Stein type guy. Mm. Uh, Rick Stein's a lot more gentle and a lot more sort of you know, pl- I suppose pleasant and easy, slow paced. Um, with with when compared to the sort of more. Brash. Mm. Anthony have you, Bourne, have you ever but... watched much Keith Flies from back in the yeah, day? Yes, class. He was brilliant. Yeah, but I don't, the thing, he, well, was he was brilliant. He was just a boozy man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there, are, there are occasions where he is essentially standing in the middle of like a paddy field, <laughs> like with a little burner, screaming at his assistant behind the camera to do different stuff, screaming at the cameraman, really pissed. And I'm thinking, this is great TV. This is revolutionised TV, really, in that area. But that food does not taste very good. <laughs> this one. Like, Let me go, oh, a bit of red for the yeah. pan, a bit of red for <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Oh, we're out of red. But you can make this recipe without red wine. Uh, there's one where... Just spit. Just yeah. make it with spit. There's, there's one episode where he's out on the mud flats with some guy who basically grabs, like, I don't know, like mud skippers or little fish from the mud flats. Right, okay, yeah. And they just sit there, both, covered in mud. He's, there's a little fire over some stones, and he's just cooking these mud skippers and going, oh, yeah, they're really tasty. Just drinking wine. That's not going to be that tasty. Everything's tasty if you've got a bit of wine in your belly. That's what, that's what, that's what as, as Anthony Bourdain, God rest him, famously said. I might do, I might do one with, like, frozen... I might do a cooking show with frozen sausages. <laughs> no cooking involved. <laughs> Just travel around the world eating frozen sausages and Cook, getting ale. Cooking not included. Just getting, oh, the, the, the charcoal I've pumped into my stomach to pump my stomach really sets off the rotten Charcoal. Meat. <laughs> that's what they do to pump the stomach. I know, that's what Keith Floyd used to put in his food. <laughs> I do love him now. I, can't, I feel like I'm bad to besmirch him. One, because he's passed away and you shouldn't speak ill of the dead uh, unless absolutely necessary. And two, because clearly he's a legend in the game. But I'm looking at some of that food and thinking, come on. National treasure. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But, but you, you got to be alive to be a national treasure, no? No, 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 no. It's better because you can't commit any crimes. But then you, <laughs> but, then you can, but then you can't go back. If, you, if you're doing for dead people, you can go all the way back to the start of time, and it makes it a bit difficult. Oh no, but I mean, national treasure is a very modern thing. It kind of like what's your cut off? Nineteen hundred. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Write it down. <laughs> write that. Write the edit point down. Write that. Yeah. Um, right. We'll be back with uh, probably more national treasure stuff and uh, your emails. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all, it's Farmer Mima, and today I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. I can't remember why I did that, but no. then she said moth, and I was like, oh, we spoke about moths. A while ago. Good thing what? is, if you talk about moths, I'll do a jingle about it in six months' time. So. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted jingies, and I was like, oh, I need to get some jingies together, but... Uh... Uh, pantry mouth. She was getting rid of pantry mouth. Our, our situation with jingles is incredible. One, because I can't do them. Yeah. Two, because you never get around to doing them. Yeah. And three, when we do do them, we hardly ever use them. <laughs> I just, I just realised we were supposed to have a recently on Luke, recently on the Luke and Pete show thing for my roundup of the week show before, but we forgot to do that as well. I made it, but the problem is I've labelled them uh, Luke and Pete production one, two, three to seven. Uh, it's I don't. Helpful, it's, is it? I, it's one of them. It's not helpful. Anyway, we're, we've made it to the email section now. Mm. Um, so let's all be happy about that. Hello at Luke and Pete show dot com if you want to get in touch the lifeblood of the show pete the elixir of this show i'm the sure juice. you would agree the juice the, life juice. the, the mana juice. the craft ale <laughs> <laughs> the ipa yeah um friend of mine actually speaking of that friend of mine jimmy bloody well my oldest friend my probably my best friend ever how old is he um, he's 400 Ooh. yeah no he um he's the same age as me but we've uh, been friends for ages. jesus is my best friend so is that, he's well, ancient and rightly so yeah. yeah um died at 33 didn't he jesus yeah we well we've know about we know about your knowledge of the Jesus the Jesus story yeah just like Kirk Cobain yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sort of um, <laughs> uh, my mate Jimmy's been waxing lyrical this is for the craft beer fans out there who are into it he's been waxing lyrical holler holler at your boy he's been waxing lyrical my mate Jimmy about a Kerala stout K E R A L A south of India it's flavoured with Kerala yeah is it Ke- Kerala, oh, it's Kerala is it? Yeah. okay flavoured with all these different types of spices and mm. curry type I've never tried it to me it sounds fucking disgusting but he thinks, <laughs> he thinks it's amazing I do, um, I bought a really oh god we're going to do craft ale uh, everything a, you hate brother I bought uh, when I was in uh, Roppongi um, Brewdog um, but the thing is I should be into uh, it. I mean, I like again. I like drinking it. For current, we're sponsored by the by by uh, B fifty two. But like, we, like I love drinking it. But um, the actual, um, 
I should be into it because there's all there's so many different kinds. And I'm a man who loves novelty, candy, yeah. um, food. I will eat anything and I'll drink anything. You're, and I'll drink the colour most colourful can, but I don't necessarily know what's in that can. So you're also quite pretentious. Uh, no, I don't think I am. <laughs> Do you and that's that, for do you me that, to decide. Do you remember that can of Korean soft drink you got me once when we were up in Manchester doing a live show and it had little, it had little sort of um, almost, I would describe like grape-flavoured jelly sweets in I it. I think it was, there's two kinds of those drinks. They're kind of, you can either have like the chunks of aloe, like a right. kind of aloe flavor, this was definitely or grape. aloe jelly, or um, just, just sliced up grapes. Oh, it is actual grapes. Because yeah. oh, they, they sell them at Jinju as well, at a mm. Korean restaurant in town. Ah, um, but that was good. Nice. Anyway, we were... But I, I, was, I was saying I spent £15 on a drink once uh, in, in Japan because uh, it came in... It was a can of stout. Um, like a, is, What's a porterhouse? Is that a stout? A porter. It? Porter. It's called a porter. Porterhouse Like a really expensive... Um, <laughs> a really expensive um, can. Uh, but it was like 15 quid. But it came in its own card... It was a can, but it came in its own cardboard box. And I was like... Well, I have to have that. Yeah, yeah, that, you, that is very you. You're right. The novelty thing is very yeah, you. Yeah, and I drank it, and I was pissed. It was fifteen percent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is like a, this is like a, it was like a coffee kind of flavored uh, right. uh, craft ale. Oh, I, I might be getting it, craft ale guys. Some, some of the this um, is this is going to be a massive switcheroo. It's going to be wonderful. So when you go to, so um, when I spend the time in the US, they, they're obviously massive into craft ale and stuff, mm. but they go way over the top with it in terms of the type of beers they make. Mm. And well, they can do. Not always, but they can do. Like, there's a place called Woolly Mantic in Connecticut, a little town. Uh, my wife used to work there, and um, there's a, a bar there. It's called Woolly Brew, and it's essentially a proper brewery yeah. and a bar as well. It's good. It does good food. Mm. It's a good place to be, mm. um, and it's known for its beer. So when you go there, you think, well, um, you got to have a beer, right? Yeah. You can't just go there and not have a beer. So, um, but the problem is, they've got all the beers on the blackboard, mm. and they're all a minimum of like eight <laughs> percent, and it's like. I'm, I'm Sipping beers, yeah, yeah, and and also <laughs> most people, if not all of them, are driving. Driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's almost like it makes it hard. To, I find if a beer's over a certain strength, I find it might just be my my taste or my palate or whatever. But I find it hard to discern the flavors that you're looking for when it's that strong. Right, okay. So a fifteen percent stout. Well, like what? I mean, what? What's wine? That's curtains. Wines, <laughs> wines, like what? Twelve percent, isn't it? Not you're you're a Lambrini man, aren't you? So a little bit, little bit weaker than that. I drank half a bottle of red wine last night. It was uh, it was bloody lovely. That's why you got naked this morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is me hungover. Yeah, it's um, wonderful. Pete, in the in the dim distant past, we were we've promised our listeners um, emails. emails yeah. So um, I've got one here. Now I mentioned earlier in the um, in the show what we've been discussing recently. One mm. thing I forgot to mention, Pete, and something I'm going to pick up on now. Right is um, parents censoring films for young children. Yes. So I said, um, very, very briefly, just to recap, uh, I asked my parents to take Top Gun off the TV for me. Mm. They did it. Uh, they let me watch it. I was young. And as a result, they paused the recording when the sex scene was on and started it again at the end afterwards. Yeah. Um, it shows a lot about how much I cared about plot that I didn't question it. Like, he turns up at the house. He yeah. leaves the house. Yeah. Oh, he's just popped in. He yeah. just popped in for a second. Take my breath away. Take my sex scene away. Take my scene away. <laughs> anyway, so George has been in touch, mm. uh, and he says, um, oh, bear with me one second. I'm just going to close that, because that's getting in the way. Right, Ooh. he says, um, hi, Luke and Pete. With you, sh- regards- you shouldn't be looking at that while we're... Uh- <laughs> well, I'll do what I want. <laughs> uh, with regards to Luke's parents censoring the sex scene out of Top Gun, I have a similar story regarding the BBFC of Mum and Dad. 
BBFC, of course, the British Board of Film Classification, I think. Uh, I remember being about 10 when my dad felt it was completely appropriate for one weekend, me and my brother, to watch Silence of the Lambs as a family. <laughs> 10. Uh, early on in the film, when Clarice is taken into the depths of the prison to meet with Hannibal Lecter. Oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fruity language in that scene. I think can, I, can I say the C-word in this show? I, I think you can. Okay, right. Um, my dad abruptly stopped the film, fast forwarded it 10 seconds and pressed play again. I love that dads just do that stuff. Yeah, Dad knows that. How does Dad know it's... I mean, Dad's seen it before. Yeah. Why are they re-watching it? Dad's favourite. Dad's... Dad should do some That's sort of... That's the only B he watches. I like the fact that Dad, after 10 years of ten years of being a father, it's wearing thin now, he's not even doing some sort of elaborate creative distraction technique. He's just no. pressing fast forward and pressing play again. <laughs> yeah, you got a problem with that, have you? I've got the remote. Yeah, I've got a problem with that. I'm fucking tired. So I'm doing what I want. <laughs> I've got the remote and you're not having it. Yeah. Um, fast forward it 10 seconds and then press play again. He did this again a bit later. When pressed on why he did it, he said, never you mind. Which is never which you is mind. Textbook nice, dad. Yeah. Textbook dad. Um, fast forward a decade when I decided to sit down and revisit the 1991 classic and imagine to my horror to realise that I'd been spared Miggs tossing his sputum and the infamous line, I can smell your cunt from here. Mm. He had also done the same for B- Buffalo Bill's expressionist dancing routine to Goodbye Horses. <laughs> uh, anyway, love the show, guys. Keep up the good work, George. Um, the one thing you didn't do for me earlier when you took all your clothes off is you didn't do a Buffalo Bill. I didn't do a Buffalo Bill. And for Bill, that, I thank you. To my credit. Um, Buffalo, other, Bi- other films featuring Buffalo Bills? Buffalo. Oh, uh, I know this one. Alpha Papa. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't, don't think I've ever seen he, that. One. He got a Buffalo Bill. The Alan Partridge movie. Oh, you mean as in Buffalo Bill, as in tucking your as genitals? In the act, oh, the act, the act of uh, tucking your genitals into your bum bum. Um, no, I can't think of any more. To be honest, he does it in the Alan Partridge movie, though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. Um, there's a uh, Buffalo Bills in the new um, Jurassic Park film. Really? It's good. He, he, he plays like a what, a man called army... Buffalo Bill. No, oh, no the, uh, actor. the actor. Okay, and he plays a, a drill sergeant, and you're like, oh. It's good he's got a trade now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nice to see Buffalo oh, Bill went on. 27 years I've been waiting for another role. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. If you've got any stories about... I don't know why I'm saying this, but this is the sort of thing you were going to say, Pete, if I don't say it. Oh, if Buffalo you've got Bills. any stories about Buffalo Bills, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. That is the thing, though, isn't it? It's like the front is humorous, the back sexually aggressive. <laughs> the back is... Disgusting. Troubling, I would say. Troubling. I would say troubling. Just bulb- Bulbs. Just, to the point just, of when I was a teenager, finding a bulb in in a, yeah. in, a, in a garden. To the point of when I was a teenager, and my friends and I were would partake mm. uh, in 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 you know in gentle company. Um, you wouldn't want to go round the back. No, no, that's not for me. Very. Um, speaking of that, it's just reminding me of something. Um, so when I used to, when I was younger, and we used to go, we first started going to the pub, have a few beers in the pub, and then we'd go back to a friend's house if they had, like, if their parents were away or whatever. Aye. And uh, we went back to my mate's house once, and uh, my mate, Phil, um, he, was, he was a bit of a, a, bit of a sort of a loose cannon. <clears throat> but anyway, we went back to the house, five or six of us piled back to my mate's house. No one was in. He was, on, living on, he was on his own, and his parents mm. were away. And as obviously, as we opened the, the front door into the house, um, we said to him, oh, mate, have you got any food? Because obviously we're starving. Mm. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, just go in the kitchen and help yourself. So Phil ploughed into the kitchen. Right. Uh, ahead of me, and all I heard was like, "Oh God, oh!" Like right. that, and um, some off yogurt. To cut a long story short, he had um, dipped his ha- didn't bother putting the light in the kitchen. Right, dipped his hand into a bowl of food, shoved it in his mouth, and uh, it was dog food. <sighs> yeah, and and, and I, I remember I've got just a vi- jamming his hand. I've got a vivid memory of turning the kitchen light on, him facing me with dog food around his mouth, saying. I thought it was chocolate cake. It tastes like dog breath. Chocolate cake. What a, a mound of jellied 
chocolate cake. I love that. I'm just not questioning like a, this. Just a, like a mama used to make. I'm not questioning this. Just dicking my hand just straight dick, in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just rude of the best of times. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been worse. Um, it couldn't have been. It, um, <laughs> <laughs> it literally could not have been. Um, Jake Wiggins, which reminds me of Wiggo. Officer Wiggins. Uh, is that Wiggins? No. Chief Wiggum. Chief, Chief Wiggum. Wiggum. Which reminds me of Officer Wiggins, a character that doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> <laughs> it literally has the word wig in it. Hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, following on uh, from uh, your numerous stories about readers uh, stealing plot lines and lyrics to further their academic careers, it reminded me of my own act of juvenile plagiarism in primary school, aged around about eight years old. Uh, one day we were asked to try our hand at poetry. As the other youngsters in my class scribbled away, I contemplated what my poem was, my poem was going to be about. I should say at this point, as an eight-year-old, I was obsessed with the band Queen. Despite Freddie dying before I was even born, I could not get enough. I should also say that it was a very serious child. I thought very deeply about issues and worried about things most kids couldn't care less about. Because of those uh, two attributes, my subject for the poem was uh, to be regarding the starvation of millions of people across the globe using Queen's lesser-known hit, Is This the World We Created, as an influence. I, I say, like that because he's using like an off-the-beaten-track yeah, Queen song. I could not tell you what that sounds no, like. No. Get it on the laptop. All right. Uh, when I say influence, what I really mean is a blatant rip-off. Using lines such as, is this the world we created and devastated right to the core? And if there's a god looking down, uh, what would he think of the world, the world that we've created? I composed my poem. Fast forward to a couple of months later, uh, my parents sit down with my teacher at parents' evening. The teacher then proceeds to tell my parents of the poem I wrote. Despite being a good piece of work, the teacher was concerned at how dark the poem subject matter was and that an eight-year-old should be writing about playing football, summer holidays and having fun. Agree. So, well, I just hope um, she never uh, runs into... Who was the fella out of um, Nine Inch Nails? Oh, uh, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Imagine yeah. Trent Reznor at school, the sort of poetry he wrote. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, um, not the poverty and starvation children a uh, thousand miles away. My parents tell me that they could barely contain their laughter as they read the poem, biting their lip to stifle their laughter. So they were familiar with the uh, Queen song. They probably played it in the car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they hurriedly left, and when they got home, between fits of laughter, uh, told me that I shouldn't pass others' work at work off as my own, uh, especially if it sold millions of copies. Needless to say, on the odd occasion, my dad sticks on an old vinyl uh, and the song comes on. He turns to me and says, Jake, isn't this the one you wrote? <laughs> Which I think is so... Oh, wonderfully Great dad, dad. beautifully yeah. dad. Probably the same dad that um, fast-forwarded the Science of the Lambs movie. Definitely. Um, I, got, I was playing um, a bit of Alice Cooper on uh, Absolute Radio uh, yesterday on the request show, and my dad, who never listens to me, the only comment he's made on my radio show in 10 years in radio, he texted me saying, uh, Alice Cooper plays a lot of golf now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's it's true. That. No, that's a typical insight you get from Stewie, though, isn't it? That's the sort <laughs> of thing Stewie, Stewie like brings that, to the that, table. Yeah, um, can I, on that Queen thing, <laughs> that, that song is just the world we created from the 1984 album The Works, written by Freddie Mercury and Brian May. Um, just seeing right the words, John piece that. No, just well, you asked me to look it up. So <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Just, um, just um, seeing the words Brian May mm. made me think about. Isn't it odd? How, and I know it's a subjective thing, and it's only your, our opinion, but. Isn't it odd how like, certain recording artists from around that era, mm. a load of them are actually quite fiercely uncool? <laughs> yeah, massively. You'd expect them to be quite cool. Yeah. Like Freddie Mercury was like a cool bloke. But how did right? Boy get away with it? Like, how did Boy... Yeah, it's Probably weird. similar age to uh, Brian May, maybe. And, and, I'm and, thinking and, Brian May, Pete. I'm thinking Sting as well. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking Ed, David Coverdale. I'm like, just yeah. people who should be cooler. But maybe it's because they're British and... You know, he likes badges. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They're always out. They're always kind of like either incredibly right wing or just painfully dull uh, yeah. about 
you know, you know, TV. Can I, can I just TV say, I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware that David Coverdale was English, I have to admit. No, he's not, is he? Yeah, he is. He's is from, he? he's from oh, Yorkshire. Oh, yes, he is, not yeah. yeah. You just said he was. No, I didn't. I just said David Coverdale was uncool. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Well, he's also, he's also from Yorkshire. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just found that odd. So if you've got any idea of any other artists that you think are uncool from around that era, let us know. Um, uh, thanks for that, uh, Mr. Wiggo. Uh, I've got this from Gavin, who... who this is quite, quite strange, really. Um, I don't remember doing this, but I'm sure I did. So mm. you have to, you have to uh, just, just come in on this, Pete. Um, right. Gavin's got um, some Mustang batteries, and he's emailing oh. them from Hastings in the beautiful um, county of, I think... East Sussex, but possibly West Sussex. In show 67, Luke claimed that Bill Beaumont had done nothing since his retirement from international rugby. Nothing. Do you remember Bill Beaumont? Uh, Question of sport, rugby guy, big bruiser. Um, He says, I appreciate you guys are not oval ball aficionados, but Bill is head of world rugby. Oh. Uh, oh. and has overseen rugby's biggest expansion including Olympic rugby he oh. also spawned international rugby player Josh Beaumont so he's not been entirely fallow since retirement <laughs> mind you if you have no interest in rugby his work is largely uh, forgettable probably um, Josh Beaumont international rugby player got one cap I checked <laughs> try and prove a point oh Josh why are you such a disappointment <laughs> it's maybe something his dad this has been a very dad themed show hasn't yeah. it yeah I think, um, yeah, I mean, that is incredible lack of uh, oversight from us, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he is literally the head of rugby. I quite He's like... He's the monarch of rugby. Yeah, I quite like... It's like it's like saying that, um, <laughs> you know, old... Uh, I don't know. Zinedine Zidane's done nothing in football since he retired. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't... I don't... I find it hard to sort of acknowledge acknowledge rugby you know yeah i don't it's not i'm not it's not something I, I know much about i quite like watching international rugby if it's on the tv but other than that mm. i know nothing about it and i find it baffling to watch to be honest i'd definitely be a league guy rather than because yeah, you're northern I, that seems to be a thing isn't it yeah yeah it's weird isn't it uh no i uh <laughs> have you noticed that i've written on the back of the bottom of your uh bottle? Oh, you're such a knobhead <laughs> bellend you're such yes an idiot. yes because when you tip it up people can see the word bellend do you, do you want to know how long? How long's that been on there? Uh, three days. Right, that's a I bit had, of a shame. I had a day. Of, you can wipe off. I, yeah, I had a day alone in the uh, studio. It was quite. I quite enjoyed it, really. Oh, so you did it so on, peaceful. So when you came in on Thursday, yeah. and you were supposed to be upgrading the RAM to the, to the office computer. Buttery smooth. You spent your t- the buttery smooth computer. You spent your time writing Bellend on my new water bottle, bought for me by my that's loving father-in-law. One, that's an old one, isn't it? No, that's my new one. Why is it an office one then? I'll tell you why. Because is that I, your inside one? I know. I thought it was your old one. Sorry, Luke. I I, 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 that is genuine emotion from me. Don't apologise to me. Apologise to Larry. Who's Larry? My father-in-law. Oh, Larry Nalgene. For the story I'm about to tell you, I lost my old Nalgene water bottle. You didn't know you left it at Talk Sport, mate. Oh yeah, let me tell the fucking story, Pete. Sorry. The Rolls Royce of water bottles, Nalgene. <laughs> The Ferrari. It sounds, it sounds like moss you'd find on water, Nalgene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got a Nalgene infestation. Don't drink that. Anyway, Larry, my father-in-law, listens to all of our shows. He loves Shit. the Luke and Pete show. Well, exactly. Sorry, Larry. Get Stewie listening. That's what you want to do. He can't do that. Let me get the story out. And I, I, I announced on the show that I lost my water bottle. And Larry, being the great guy that he is, he immediately bought me another one from in the US and posted it to me. But by the time it arrived, I found my old one. Ah. So I've got this one for the office, uh, the new one, and, I the, love old, how and the old one for home. That on the head like a child. And you've written Bellend on the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Larry. No, don't, that's fine. He, he won't mind. He won't mind. He's, he, look, look, Larry, you probably don't even use the term Bellend. No, it's true, actually. You so might not probably, do, yeah. It might not even, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
There we go. Sorry. Let's do let's do one more email before we go. All right, let's do one more email. Uh, well, just uh, it's just a quick one about. You've got a new Mankata for Thursday, all right? Yeah. So we'll do uh, that. Nas- yeah, we'll do that on Thursday because it's uh, it's so enjoyable. Uh, national treasures. Uh, oh yeah, just a quick okay. One about national treasures. Uh, Kenny from uh, Tearmouth in uh, Devon. Uh, hi, chaps. These cannot be denied. I'm going to start with. I'm not going to give you the first one because I disagree with it. Jennifer Saunders, national treasure. Nailed on. Don French, National Treasure, nailed on. Joanna Lumley, definitely a National Treasure, nailed on. Uh, Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry, both National Treasures. These are all sort of 80s and 90s comedy performers. <laughs> yeah, very he just put, He just put like a couple of VHSs on and thought, these are, all, oh, these are all brilliant. But how did, who's those guys that used to be, uh, what was that band that used to be on Jennifer Saunders and um, French and Saunders shows? Uh, oh, God, it was uh, Roland, Riveron, it. Roland Riveron and that uh, Bob Block used to play the guitar, I think. Right. Um, uh, Roland Riveron. Why isn't Roland, Roland, Roland Riveron in there? Is it because he drinks in the Groucho? Well, you would know. I would know. Um, why don't you... So, I, I, those there, are, well, the standouts yeah. for me would be Lumley and Fry. Yeah. If I'm putting them in order. Yeah. I, I respect what Laurie's achieved both here and in the US in terms of her career. Yeah. Um, the one at the top of the list, why are you not reading it? Ed Edmondson. Yeah, why don't you like him? Uh, I think before Rick Mill's death, he would be in, interviewed on, uh, on radio, basically... Not being particularly complimentary about uh, Rick Mill's enthusiasm for uh, another season of Bottom, um, and when I've seen him being interviewed, he sounds a bit crotchety and old money. Okay. And I look and and out of the young ones, can you imagine which character I gravitated towards yeah. the most? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Vivian, of course. Um, I love that character, and even though. I think I love the, the 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 thought of that character more than the, actually watching the young ones because it was actually mm. quite chewy. When when uh, Alexis Sale used to turn up, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I found Alexis Sale quite quite difficult to get on no, with because I was too now, I was too young. I now think. I think Alexis Sale is brilliant, but I used to watch Alexis Sale on his own TV show. Do you remember the Alexis Sale TV show theme tune? Have we sang it on this? Yeah, show? what was the show called? Alexis Sale. Uh, Alexis Sale's commercial breakdown. No, it's just a carrot. Just a carrot. Uh, Alexis Sale. Alexi Sale, we love to hear him swear on the TV. <laughs> Everybody gives two cheers except the BBC. A-L-E-X-E-I-S-A-Y-L-E. I think it was the Alexi Sale show. It was, it was the all-new Alexi Sale show, apparently. Yeah. He, was, right. he was brilliant. I didn't show. watch I it. I didn't really watch show. it, I have to say. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can't be across everything, can you? One thing I will say for Aid Edmondson, though, is that he's in the latest Star Wars movie. He is, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Is he in a suit? No, he's actually... He plays the assistant to General Hux, I think. It was the first reboot, wasn't it? Rather than the I think, no, I think he's in the Last Jedi. Jedi as well. It's either the Last Jedi or um, the Force Awakens. Holy I think moly! Solo yeah. got a kick in, didn't it? What's that about? I haven't in seen the, it. In, in nobody. Well, that's the point. Nobody, nobody watched it. I, I find it odd that they put big, big budget movies and they release them when they know it's going to be warm outside. Right. So people just think, I'm, oh yeah, I would go to the cinema. But for example, I love going to the cinema and watching a movie that I want to see. But if it's a really nice day, I feel like it's a shame to do it. Solo was released in May, though, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Okay. It was released a little But there have ago. been examples of, of, um, of films that have completely mm. bombed unexpectedly because it's been like the hottest day of the year or something. Yeah, but like, um, you watch films in the evening, though, don't you? Sort of like you're, out, you're out and about, you go for a film. Lovely. It's because you're on the dating game, that's why. <laughs> you're a man about town. Popcorn, don't put your hand too deep. Because you did a popcorn trick after going to the Groucho and being a bit of a barfly, <laughs> picking up a lady or man. Me and Roland Riveron. And then going to the cinema and performing the popcorn just, trick. Just putting my willy in the popcorn. Yeah. 
<sighs> all right, let's get out of here. We're talking about the popcorn <laughs> trick. It's time to go until let's Thursday. Let's get out of here. Nice to speak uh, to you all. And if you do want to get in touch, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. That's indeed. us for another episode. And we'll be back on Thursday for more stuff, including a, uh, a men carter. So don't miss it. See you later, Bellends. <laughs> I bought this right, Bina, from here.